0: Steve, we're back.
1: It's so good to be back.
0: It's so good to be back. Um, was last weekend? Last week was the Dana O'Neill interview. That time is now. Still, even though we're in 2021, a flat circle. It
1: was. So, so we're, we're still on the heels of that quality show.
0: That was a, It was a very quality show. Um, thank you, Dana, for joining us. It was a lot of fun uh, to have you on. And I thought that was a good good conversation. Um, I think we'll have a good good conversation. I don't know if it'll be as great as that one was, but I think we'll have a good one today. Um, we didn't get to talk about Mike Yurcich being hired, um, so we're going to quickly dive into that. Um, And then hockey is back, and I'm interested to hear Steve's takes on some things, um, because I know Steve isn't necessarily the biggest hockey fan in the world. Um, And then this one, our our cornerstone segment for today is is an idea that you came up with, and I've been really thinking about this, and I've thought hard, and I'm mad at myself that I left something off the list when I sent you the list, but it's the best athlete commercials of, like, right now, but also in general, so... uh, i'm interested to get after that one Cool. and then um i have a i have a trivia trivia quiz that for stuff you always today. scares me so I and can't it's wait. it's a good one and all i'm gonna say is i think i think you'll get two out of ten out of five
1: oh, okay well that's not good so can't wait
0: yeah all right so let's see i don't even remember what day of the week it was but sometime last week um mike yersuch was yeah,
1: because yeah, you sent me, can I, this is a surprise, or can you believe this? And I think I was taking down Christmas lights. It might have been longer than that. And I, and I said, wow, what am I missing? And then you sent me the link, and I'm like, oh, oh look what I'm missing. Yeah,
0: it was, I mean, it was a surprise. Like, like, you know, I don't read the message boards, but I peruse them, and I have ways of finding out things from them because I have friends that are in on the message boards <laughs> and read them a lot. I I mean normally when anything like this comes comes across or is happening there's at least some type of a leak. They were tight-lipped on this. Like zipped completely like this truly absolutely came out of left field. I I mean
1: yeah, I think they get an A for that. Like a, an A for the execution of it in terms of, of of it publicly, in terms of the process execution of it publicly. I think you get an A. Nothing leaks out. Nobody gets to complain. It's moved. The trigger's pulled, and you're moving on. I think that was well done by Penn State football and Coach Franklin and everybody associated with the decision.
0: I think even it was Nate Bauer said that the, the staff didn't find out until they walked in that morning, and, and basically Kirk Scirocco's stuff was gone.
1: <laughs> which I missed that part.
0: I don't know. Like I said, that's it's just wild to me. I So I have a couple of, of different ways I want to go with this. One... Let's just take it from the – let's take it from everything that happens on the field. Do you like this move? Do you agree with this move? Were you also surprised by this move of how quickly it happened?
1: I was very surprised by how quickly it happened and that it happened at all. So surprised, yes. Um, Do I like this move? As a football fan, maybe, I guess. I mean, the stats are – you can make the stats – from where he's been before, look great, and I guess they are great, and he's been successful. Um, my challenge, my only challenge, and then it's Coach Franklin's job and the coaching staff's job to win games. So if they think this is what's gonna make them better to win games, or Coach Franklin thinks it's gonna make them better if the rest of the staff didn't find out till Shiraka's stuff was gone, then kudos, that's his job. Make the team better and win games. That's how he's judged. My only problem with the whole thing is the loyalty thing. Like you, I, it rings, it has always rung hollow to me in some ways, going back to the arrival of Coach Franklin, whom I think I like and respect, and I think I get what he what he's about, and I do think he's. I do think you know players get suspended for things that are that are in the classroom and they need to get fixed and all that stuff, but the whole loyalty thing, like I don't think you can trot out the loyalty horse ever again, after having done this. I just I just, I think the need to win trumped loyalty here again. He and he only known Chirac and had him on the staff for a season, but I don't I don't think. I don't think you can trot that out again, and I I don't know that it's a bad thing, but I don't think you can rest your make that a cornerstone of your program. Is we are loyal to each other, and it's a family. It may be a family, but it's a cold, cold cold-blooded family, baby.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I agree that you can't trot it out anymore, or at least you can't. When it comes to your staff, you can't trot it out. Mm -hmm. Um, To the players, yes, I think that's still I think something that can be important as a recruiting factor, but. I I had, was very surprised because of the loyalty factor now from the X's and O's perspective on it looking at some of the stats and, and some of the breakdowns of, of what he's of, of what Mike of, yes, what, what Mike Gersuch has done versus what Kirk Sherock has done or slash James Franklin has done over the last few years and you kind of you know removed the Jomo years and it's been kind of blue, and what Mike gearsuch has done all the way back to either Slippery Rock or Shippensburg, I forget which one of the, the state's goals it was, has been nothing but, but fireworks. And mm-hmm. so that is good, and I think that's what Penn State needs. I, I have two kind of takes about it. One, this was a, for a lack of better term, just a big chutzpah, um, insert genitalia word here, <laughs> here f- hiring. Like, it, it was that's what it was it was like okay like you want us to compete at this national level going back to the whole elite speech this is what you're going to get things like this are going to happen the second part of it i think to me was the fact that i think he was the guy that Franklin wanted last year and just couldn't get him and i think i think he saw the opportunity and it was like you know what when else are we going to have this opportunity it wasn't great this year. I didn't see much growth this year. In fact, probably more so regression than anything else. Why not make this move? Like, it, what at that point, I, this this class had been been signed. You really only have to worry about the twenty twenty two commits. But that's still you've still got time to to you know work on those relationships. I mean, the timing worked out on it. Like, it's not like it was a bad hire from those. Sports. Yeah, so, and I,
1: I don't think he hurts you from a recruiting standpoint. He probably improves you because it's hard to know what kind of relationships you've had in a virtual situation with Sharaka and the staff. I mean, with the injuries and the shortened, shortened preseason and the abbreviations, you know, I, I don't think Chiraca got, got a you know a fair shot, depending on what it's out or a complete shot. But I do think this is the guy that Coach Franklin wanted in the first place. I mean, it's... You know, here's it, it's you know like just like taking somebody to the dance. You know, somebody said they want to go with you to prom, and all of a sudden the, the prettier girl or the person who you really wanted to go, the date opened up. Guess what? Guess who's getting thrown to the curb? And that's what this really felt like.
0: That's a good point. Yes, that's. It sounds like you're speaking from. Uh,
1: I, I knew you were going to go there. No, I don't. I was just the analogy. Okay. So right, nice, just making well sure. Played. Just making sure. I Way to play attention. To sure that's good.
0: Um, just was making sure you you know didn't have anything you really wanted to talk about there. No. Um, <laughs> I, no, I, like I said, I, I just think it was a big middle finger hire. Like, that's what it was. Like, it was just like, look, you wanted to, like, the fans wanted us to make a splash. You wanted me to do something. I'm not messing around here. Now, one thing that does worry me, and I I say this because this has happened a lot in, in Franklin's staffs, and it kind of sort of just happened with Charles Huff, is, like, there's a lot of— this is the next step right now at Penn State like 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 not that Jomo like like we all kind of knew that Jomo wasn't going to stick around forever I don't think we expected him to be here for as short as he was but and not that he shouldn't go you know go get more money and go become a head coach somewhere but like there's a lot of that kind of turnover and I I just hope that this move doesn't backfire in that way and maybe maybe that's what Franklin maybe that's you know he knew that kirk shiraka maybe wanted to go be a head coach at a max school or a whatever school and so he was like you know what i'm going to go hire, like i'm going to go hire somebody who wants to be here like a brent pry who has been by his side for umpteen years now
1: yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see how that that piece of it plays out you know again the old guy old guy and me would like to see some stability because that's what i'm familiar with but the business has changed right if this is what's going to happen i mean you know you look at like, this is penn state is no way alabama but you look at alabama Offensive coordinators come and go, and they're still winning games. So, you know, if they can find a, some kind of recipe that works and a formula that works, and this, and this is the coaching staff that makes it happen, I'm sure everybody will be happy next fall or the fall after whenever it comes together.
0: Yeah, like I said, it will uh, it'll be interesting. All right. Um, that's enough Penn State talk for today. Um, we are on to our segment today about hockey. Hockey is back. I am excited. I'm a big hockey fan. Okay, I'm sorry. Hockey is not back. The NHL is back. Let me rephrase that. Um, I know college hockey has been around for a while, and junior hockey has been around for a while as well. Um, Steve, are you as excited as me?
1: No, because I don't care as much as you do. But I'm more excited than usual.
0: OK. Why?
1: Because mm-hmm. uh, it's a shorter season. The games mean more. I don't have to pay. When I pay attention, That my time and investment value is more, because a regular season game means more. Um, I have a short little attention span to begin with. Um, my football team is done, so there's no postseason NFL that I really need to care about. Um, there's not an NBA team that I care about. Uh, Penn State mm, basketball isn't something that's hogging a lot of my viewing time either. So there's room in the schedule for hockey.
0: That's a really interesting point, and I'm going to bring up a sidebar here. So this year, they're doing hockey is doing a 56 game. The NHL is doing a 56 game season baseball did the what like a 60 or 65 game season or something like that Mm -hmm. like it was very short we need shorter seasons i agree with you like i I am jazzed a little bit more jazzed about this season because of how short the season is in baseball i paid a lot more attention to pirates games even though i knew that they were going to (laughs) be the pirates Mm -hmm. um so that's a that's an interesting point um yeah, so, but you
1: and I think that the owners don't think that because they need people in the stand. Well, not this year yeah. they don't, but at some point they need regional sports network revenue and fans in the stand. Re- fans in the stands revenue.
0: Well, certainly the pirates aren't getting either. That's um, <laughs> true. So, okay, so if this was an eighty-two game season, do you think you would care as much or be as excited?
1: No, because I've had a bunch of eighty-two game seasons and I didn't care as much and I wasn't as excited. Like I mean, that, that's a pr- proven fact to me. I, I'm a little more engaged this season um, and interested And it. And again, it, it, there's, just more, there's just less in the schedule competing for my time. Um, and actually, I'm, a, I'm probably more of a hockey fan now after three or four seasons of Penn State hockey um, in terms of helping out and, and cover the team for the CDT a little bit on my spare time, just kind of a, like a little fun thing to do. I've learned a little more about the game than I knew before um, and have an appreciation for, for what I'm watching, maybe a little bit more than I used to.
0: Did you hear that, Terry Pagola? that's right you've, that's you've made a you've made a hockey fan okay so i uh, i'm working to toward a point here so bear with me um my next question is with the way the schedule is set up this year are you more or less interested meaning the fact that like right now the the capitals will play or the penguins and the capitals will play back-to-back nights and then the flyers like and now you know pretty much everybody's kept in these relative pods where mm-hmm. the this eastern conference there's this western conference this central conference and the, the, the north conference mm-hmm. which is really the canada conference yep. is that more interesting to you this year
1: yes yeah i mean because I, I get Why? my regional right because i get my regional rivalries i'm going to know who okay. they're playing against a little more often right like i don't have to know as much of the league i have to know the league that's my team and the people they are playing against invariably if you're playing somebody that often it, it, the hockey might be, and it's a shorter season, so the hockey might be a little more, you know, aggressive. Whatever the words are, you want to, there's just might be a little more life going on there and familiarity as a result of it. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I think that's kind of a throwback for me in terms of baseball, right? When 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 the the NL East was, when well, I guess it probably still is, right? It's you got Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, New York, like those those are the teams I needed to know and who the Yankees were playing on the AL side of it. So. Yeah, the, the, the smaller, the smaller uh, sample size of who I have to worry about helps. It just it, it lets me focus on what's going on. And, and again, that, it enables me as a dumb hockey fan, right? You may care more about what's going on in the league and what's going on and, and pay more attention. I only have to pay attention to this little bit, and it can be interesting and exciting. And then when I see the next people in the playoff rounds, it's new and exciting and different. Okay. You know, it's, it's, it's something fresh and special.
0: All right, so here is my question. And, and this is where I was kind of getting to. Do you think it's time for hockey to accept that it's just always going to be this niche sport, or do you think it can grow? I'm not going to say to an NBA level because it's it, 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 certainly, like, it's never going to get to there. But, like, I don't think the – I think the MLB is now the number three league in terms of NFL, NBA, MLB. Like, do you think it can get closer to that MLB level? Because there's a serious drop-off between – the MLB in this country, and then
1: the NHL? I think over a period of years, it could. Like, it's not going to be quick. Uh, but I think, like everything else we've found in the past 10 or 11 months with the pandemic, things change and you have to adapt. Some of this stuff may be adaptations to the NHL that, that's going to make them better. That's, go, that's going to say, oh, what are we doing with the schedule? Oh, can, can we sacrifice a couple games here in the regular season and make it pay, pay, pay off, seriously, in the postseason, and we spread that around? Um, and if you hadn't said that MLB was third, I was gonna put them there myself. You know, I mean, I think that's clear. And, and I think the solutions to their problems are more significant and potentially earth shattering with hardcore fans than the NHL's are. The NHL wouldn't have to change its style of play or the number of innings, you know, how long a game is or whatever else. Baseball solutions are there. Baseball solutions are runner in second base in extra innings or a seven inning double header which the purists would just have a conniption about, and you may lose some of them on the end, and, and I don't know that you're going to bring new people in. Um, and in hockey's, although it's always been a tough TV sport, I, I think they've gotten better without, you know, I think they've found ways to get better, which which is a good thing.
0: Will you explain that, how they found ways to get better? It just
1: feels like the camera angles are better. I mean, I know the arenas haven't changed, but I think different views, and I think... Well, get... I,
0: th- I actually think I disagree with you, because the arenas have changed because there's a lot more newer arenas well, than when you were growing, like when yep. you were growing up and like the old Boston garden, which the camera angle was like straight yep. down,
1: you yep. know? I think, but I think the camera angles is where I was going. The gaming angles, right? I think people have thought about this, the way we talked about football before and so how do I see this sport? What's going on? And I, and I think they've done a better, better job of that. For me, hockey was the first sport years ago where you got an athlete during the game, like between periods, on the old New York Rangers broadcast, that's when you would get a player between between periods, right? Which was not something that ever happened at halftime of an NFL game. Yeah. Or, or between innings of a Major League Baseball game. So hockey was always there with that piece of it. But it just feels like, you know, the experimentation 15 years ago now with the glowing puck is over. Like that silliness is done, and we don't need to do that. But with analytics and some different camera angles, I think hockey's decent on TV. Like I didn't appreciate it much until I went in person to see a Hershey's Bear, Hershey Bears game thirty years ago, and said, "Oh my God, this is hockey!" But I've been watching yeah. it on TV, and it didn't look quite as good. Um, that you disparity doesn't every, seem as big now as it used to be.
0: You talk to every single person that like ever goes to a AHL or above level hockey game, and that's their exact reaction: "It's like this is amazing," and it is very hard to translate that at home. I will say, I I think by far. Maybe not by far, but probably the two sports that have benefited big, biggest from the NH or from the invention of HD television mm-hmm. are golf and hockey, because golf you can actually see the damn golf ball, and on mm-hmm. hockey you can actually see the puck yep. Like it, it, it makes a whole difference. So, okay, so working through my questions here. Sorry, I'm just I just want to pick your brain. Yeah, I, you I do. this to, is like great. I talked to I talked to, I either talk to people that only care about football. Or like no one that really like there's it's just pretty much me having conversations in my head about hockey <laughs> or publicly on Twitter, so I have a question for you, and this is something I've always thought about, and I hate, and I just actually texted former former Stuff Summer Says podcast with with Steve guest, which I think we forgot to do that at the top of the show. Whoops, um, Brian tripped this week w- weekend about it in like the the use of terms that are excluding so terms like giving players nicknames so there's this like movement if if there's a hockey player and his and his last name is hall they'll call them halsey yeah. or like like there's this sy movement on every like <laughs> yours would be like St- Z or like sampsy or something like that like right. do, do things like that exc- like are they excluding to you like the other big one that i've always had is is John Butchergosh's college hockey from, um, from Miracle. Like that one to me is that drives me insane for a number of reasons. But do, is that excluding to you as somebody that's a casual? I would say No, no, it, it
1: feels it feels um. Uh, more lazy to me than exclusionary, okay. right? Like nicknames. A good nickname has a reason, and, and it's there, and it's. You know, whatever. The the flying Dutchman, I don't know, pick your name nickname, we can mm-hmm. be nickname sometimes. But it's it's not the lazy nickname, right, that they're doing and, and maybe that's what's accepted on the club and maybe that's what they're doing, but it, that just feels lazy to me. And I guess and if you're I guess it could be excluding if you're trying to figure out who the people are, but at some point the names on the back of the sweater, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that it feels a little jargony, but it's not exclusionary to me okay. in any way.
0: Okay. All right. My next and probably, like, my last train of questions here is the there's really only one national— there is only one national outlet for hockey in the United States, and that's NBCSN. Well, NBC, but largely NBCSN. If this conversation was happening and we were talking about ESPN, do you think that more people in this country would care about hockey?
1: Yes. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, you see that with NBC, ESPN, and the NBA. um, And my roommates in college, my roommate in college was a big hockey fan. And and the only place ESPN didn't do highlights in the late '80s and early '90s, so you'd have to go watch uh, CNN Sports Night or whatever the CNN show was at like 11:30 to hope you were going to get a little bit of hockey in the 26th and 27th minute of the half-hour broadcast of highlights. Um, Yeah, if ESPN owned it, it would and had the rights. It would be a much more prominent thing, and I think it was when when they had it. I think you know the treatment they got of it, the the, the shows they did around it. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. No matter what NBC Sports Network does, the NBC proper has more Sunday games this year and a bunch of consecutive Sunday games, which is good for them. But I think that presence, it'll be hard for anything anymore to 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 edge up in that way, just because we've gotten so, you know, fractured in terms of our sports stuff. There's there's this network for this and this network for that and this channel. There's not one good place, but if ESPN had the contract or a piece of the contract, it feels like it would be better for hockey, and I'm sure some hockey purists would say, no, they wouldn't give us the attention either. We'd just be lost. So I, I get it, but I do think it, it would make a difference, I believe.
0: So the you said something there, and I thought that was really interesting. The oh, I do re- vaguely remember prior to the 2004-2005 lo- the lockout when the NHL had the ESPN deal, and they actually had like, I don't know if it was like NH, I forget what the name of the show was, but they had like a whip around show Mm -hmm. daily, like in the afternoons on ESPN. it was more so I think on ESPN2 than it was on regular ESPN, because they were still kind of very different at that time. That is the biggest thing that drives me the most insane, is like, I will, I have the Premier League games on while I work, which I know you love those, Steve, and you watch all of those, but there's, I get the Twitter
1: updates. I mean, come on. It's like there's nothing else.
0: The there's nothing else. Like <laughs> like they've got nothing else going on during the day. Like they got a racing show, and that's it. I don't know if they still do, it, but they used to have a racing show. How hard is it to like give, like why can't they have a, like a half hour, even just a half hour show of where they they sit and talk about hockey? You got to go to the NHL Network to get that, and not everybody gets that. And that's that's another excluding thing, an accidental excluding thing that I was I've been thinking about. So. The reason I asked that was just because the, the contract is up coming this, the, not this current season, but next season, I believe, that there, there will be a new NHL contract. Most of the rumors are that NBC will have some of it, but then another partner will get into it. I think it's a terrible move if Turner goes after it, because Turner is, is even more pinch and hold, especially if you're going to put it on like CBS Sports Network, because I don't even know if I get that channel. But then, you know, Fox, like they used to have it and there is a little bit of clout there, but I don't, I don't know. I think the only way for hockey to really grow in this country from the media perspective is through ESPN and and a Walt Disney contract. And I don't think it's out of the question. You have to think about the fact that they, they Walt or Walt Disney at some point owns the company that owns the streaming access to the NHL. Um, because they're all under that MLBAM AM yep. umbrella. Well, I forget what the AM actually stands for, but...
1: Um. No, that, that, I think you're right, and I think the scariest part is if some alternative slash news slash streaming service would jump in and, and throw a lot of money at them for some reason, boy, I, I think the money would be nice, but I think the exposure would be gone. And, and like Amazon, maybe like, there's a way I'm they can dice and hi- highlights and make it work, but I just can't see like Amazon or somebody else. I can't imagine. But that's, that's the part that would scare me if I was somebody who really cared about hockey, if somebody like that stepped up. I think it would be look like good money, but it would be a death knell in relevance.
0: I think if, if I'm Amazon and I have the money that Amazon does have, which is limitless, I, I would be throwing every dollar and cent at the NFL package. Right. Uh, either whether it be the an actual getting a, a Sunday game or if it was which i guess they already get that thursday game but or if it was the like sunday ticket type package like if it goes to amazon and it's included in my prime benefits you know what? even if it's five dollars more for for my prime benefits hello like let's go like Mm -hmm. jeff bezos writing the check to you right now buddy all right that was good all right i just wanted i just wanted to ask those questions i'm glad we that was good I wanted to see where you were at and understood I'm, I appreciate I know you said last week or a couple weeks ago you said you would want to watch more hockey this year appreciate that watched about
1: a game and a half this week so there you go
0: there you go look Working at that way through. already already on fire alright hey when you were watching those hockey games did you see any commercials
1: I don't think I saw the commercials we're going to talk about maybe I did but I saw some
0: uh, I feel like like you might see one of
1: those some of these are pretty ubiquitous i think
0: yeah okay so this so a couple weeks ago you texted me i was during an nfl sunday and you asked me is baker the best tv like commercial on right now like sports tv commercial on right now the the progressive ones at least and i i have been wrestling with this because and i think part of it is because i don't like baker like i I don't really mind (laughs) baker and like what baker did in college I just don't really, I don't know, like, but I, it's, every time I see one of those commercials, they're just so funny. They're so well thought out. And it's such a struggle not to be like, God, I hate you, and not laugh.
1: Yeah, and I, I haven't dug, and I should have looked to see who the, the company was that, that, that had the contract for them. But, yeah, the Baker Mayfield stuff with Progressive with, with the stadium as his home. It just checks all the boxes, right? There's a book club one. There's a a kid staying up late playing games. There's coming home with the groceries. And it's all spot on. There's entertaining with the wife in the kitchen and and how they're going to have enough food for everybody. I mean, it's just, they're fun. They're lighthearted. He doesn't take himself too seriously. Um, You know, for Progressive, which is right there in Ohio, right by them, I'm sure it makes sense close to the Browns. It's elevated Baker Mayfield to a national presence. Not that he already wasn't going to maybe get there on the field, but it certainly helped him. Um, It feels like it's, the best series of athlete commercials on right now because there's a whole series. And it's not just a one-off. They got a little something for everything, um, and it started last year, maybe maybe the year before. So they've been building, building through it. So yeah. for me, they're fun.
0: Okay, all right. So you think those? Do you think those are the best, or do you think the Aaron Rodgers ones are?
1: I I like Baker Mayfield and progressive okay, okay. a little bit than too. the Aaron Rodgers. I do too. Ones. I you know I you know, the State Farm ones are good, and even ones. I mean, they have. Good ones across the board without Aaron Rodgers too, but I, I think the Baker Mayfield ones—they're just—they're not a one-trick pony, right? Like there's just a little something different about each one. There's a little bit of—I don't know. Yes, Baker Mayfield's better than Aaron Rodgers. Period. In commercials. Okay. All
0: right. Do you like the Do you like the the commercials with Pat Mahomes and them that are also the State Farm ones? Because I don't like the ketchup one. No, watching. but that's his thing, right? So I mean, yeah. that's the,
1: that's where it gets you, dude, the sports fan. You got to know that Pat Mahomes is a big ketchup guy, yeah. to make that work. Um, I like the the, I, the shaving one, like the, the barbershop that's visit what I with Mahomes. Like the best. Yeah. That was not bad, and and again, kudos to his agent or whoever it was that that got him into that deal, because that was Aaron Rodgers' animal, right? You saw some cameos from his teammates the first couple of years, of that stuff after it got started, but it, it feels like Mahomes is is 1B to Rodgers 1A in those commercials right now, and you got to bet that the people from State Farm have a definite rooting interest in the championship games this weekend about who ends up in the Super Bowl.
0: Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I I almost see those commercials as like a TV series in that they are preparing us to say goodbye to Aaron Rodgers, much exactly. of the way like uh, we have with other TV characters, and they're going to replace it and groom us to want us to be like all right pat mahomes is the guy yep i just don't know if pat mahomes is if he has that dry humor that aaron Rodgers has
1: and he may not he, we'll find out i mean what is he eight years younger ten years younger yeah so, yeah, he's,
0: got, so he's got a lot of acting to right to
1: but pick. he's certainly got a sense for social media right in the the, the ring with his wife and, and, and her fiance or whatever he is and how that resonated and just he's got a presence and yeah, I felt like it's a transition. Like, here's our star, and here's, here's the next star that's going to come up out of the wings and, and, and learn under his tutelage and, and take the gig sometime when the other guy retires.
0: Okay. So now that we've debated those, because the Hulu ones we agree are not, like, even though we like Saquon, like, they're not, they don't hold a candle to mm-hmm. either of
1: those. Not even close.
0: Okay. And you are probably are going to have a different answer than me on this, but what is the best athlete commercial of all time? It doesn't need to be funny. It can be serious, but I prefer the funny ones. Those I
1: think ones. I'm going to go seriously. When you stuck this on there, um, I'll be interested to hear the one you think you forgot on the list. But I think the one I like of all, I, I, I like the Charles Barkley Nike commercials. I am not your role model. I mean, and again, that was when you were a, a toddler. But like, I, I it was the same thing with it was, it was in the tiger or it was in the, the, the age there when they were doing a couple different athletes. But I just thought it was straightforward and it was a message. It wasn't funny, it wasn't whatever. Um, I mean, the Baker Mayfield ones, trying to think what I'm forgetting. I mean, I know I'm forgetting the classic one for Steelers fans, but I think the Baker Mayfield series might be up there in this short time of the All Timers. And I guess the other All Timers I had would be the Sports Center commercials, honestly. Like that series, that ongoing series of This is Sports Center, although not athlete commercials in terms of sports commercials. They're pretty good.
0: That, those were the ones that I forgot and I felt stupid <clears throat> for forgetting them because I think it's because they don't they don't sell the same products as right. like a Nike One does or or you know whatever. So I, I think to me, the most iconic ad, I don't know if it's necessarily the best, but the one that is the, like I think should be taught in marketing 101, is the tiger golf ball one where he's, mm-hmm. he's juggling the golf ball and then he hits it and then yep. it just says just do it at the end as every Nike commercial does. Yep. That to me is like the, just the, the perfect – like this is our athlete. This is how good he is. This is how much better our clothing makes you, makes you when you wear it. Like th- this is how much confidence you'll have to do this. It's – in like I, I think Nike should have – like that is just to me the quintessential like commercial sports athlete commercial. But there's another one that you also brought up here, and I wasn't around for it. So, but I, I mean, I've obviously seen it six billion times. The Mean Joe one, with Joe Green the, and Coke. Hey, yep. hey, hey, kid, catch! Like that is that like that holds a very special place in a lot of people your age's heart.
1: Well, yeah, because it, it humanized Joe Green again. When you don't have access to these athletes the way we do now, and who they are, he was Mean Joe Green, right? Like that was the name. That was what came with it. It was a destructive force in the field, a, a presence a big guy like it was just you know mean right and all of a sudden this commercial humanizes this guy and it just makes it different it gives you a different connection and it was coke right so there was a lot of money behind it i think it debuted during a super bowl so there were just all kinds of reasons for it to be successful and it's you know when that many people watch it during the super bowl game and then they come back you know five or ten years later right and show you oh here they are now right and they remade it like Ten years ago, I think yeah, they remade it for something um, and, and, and aired it. So it was just and then there was a series of outtakes because I think the story was that that Joe Green drank like 12 Cokes during the taping. And then there's this one outtake that's just one big, long burp because he had all the carbonated beverage. <laughs> so, you know, they found a way as they would now. Like, I would love to see the outtakes that they have from any of those we mentioned. I mean, Tiger probably didn't miss the golf ball. I think that was probably, you know, one or two takes, boom, hit the ball. But like. The Baker Maysfield commercial is the, the Aaron Rodgers State Farm, the outtakes, that stuff could probably have a life on social media and work for the companies as well, too.
0: So if you or so what is your favorite this is Sports Center commercial? Because I have one that is that stands out oh in my God,
1: head. They're all so good.
0: There isn't one that is, is bad. Like that's that's fair.
1: No, they're just um... Tell me yours, and maybe that, I mean I, I think they're all. I mean, you got LeBron James chair. You got you got the the David Ortiz with the, with the with the, the hat in the in the meeting room, and the the, the, the mascot funny. in the hallway. <laughs> You've got the Bon Jovi concert in the in this in the studio. Um, I, I'll tell you they have when you go to Sports Center. I'll, I'll let you tell your thing about what you favorite, but I'll tell you about them when you go to when you go to Bristol. There's a kiosk there, and you can you can scroll through the this is Sports Center commercials and push a button and see the one you want. Which, Which I, I thought was really the coolest cool. thing. That's so. really cool.
0: So my favorite is and believe it's I think it's Kevin Ngandi. I don't remember it's Kevin Ngandi or who it is. But he's standing at the elevator and the new Jersey Devil shows up in the in in the and he goes going up and the devil just shakes Six his head and no. And I think that is like to me that is what the this is sports center commercial is all about. Like this dry wit humor that is perfect. Yeah, that that one's my favorite.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a home run, and 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 they changed agencies in the process. I think they changed agencies four or five years ago, and they're still working, like they still.
0: Yeah, they're still just as good. Like there's Exactly. There like was one, a. I mean,
1: and that's great for them because that's the cultural relevance that we talked about for the hockey, right? Like if I care that much about the the announcers and what is Bristol and what is Sports Center, if my league's playing there, then I'm going to care about that too.
0: I'm trying to think of like even some of the newer ones are good, like the Dame Lillard one that he's it's it's Dame time and it's got all the calendars full. Uh, they haven't put out a couple new. I mean, obviously things are different with COVID, so. But, uh, oh, and then Steph
1: definitely... Curry with chicken curry at the at the, at the, oh, the, yes. at the you know at the, at the cafeteria. Yes. You know, it's just there's not a, there's not a bad one in the bunch. I don't think.
0: The other good one, the last, my probably my second favorite is the Arnold Palmer one, and I think it's Scott Van Pelt yep. just going. That was so cool, and because the you know, Arnold Palmer is there, and gets half iced tea, half lemonade. All right, anything else there? No, good okay. stuff. That's good. That's good. All right. So this week, I I was like I, I wanted to do a quiz and I didn't know what to do. I got to find my mouse here. Hold on. Uh, and I was like, "Uh I rattled around, rattled around, and I don't know what made me think of this, but I was like, "You know what? Let's 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 test Steve's Disney oh, I song love trivia." Tests. This is great. Yeah. So, now you have you have two daughters. They're both in their 20s, right?
1: Yep. Ballpark? okay. Yep.
0: So, you like, like you didn't, you haven't watched many of the newer films.
1: No, I would assume. no, we have we have a a grandniece and a grand nephew who I think have had on repeat the, the one with the rock Moana. Okay. All right. All right. Um, but other yeah. than that, there's probably a big gap in Disney films. Okay.
0: All right. So we'll at least see animated how goes. Disney films. I, like... I, yeah. These are animated ones. These are, I believe, all post 90s. So there's no reason that you shouldn't have seen any of these. But all you gotta do is just fill in the blank here. That's all all I'm looking for. That's it. When they make
1: the question simple like this, it always feels like you're getting set up. What you really have to do, it's just this simple. Just knock down those three bottles with this one ball, and you'll be okay.
0: Alright, mm-hmm. the first one. Hakuna matata. It means blank. Really?
1: I can see him singing by the water and the whatever else in the episode and the and the scene they stole from Bambi and that when like the the lion becomes bigger. Uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna it's, sing it because then my daughter's gonna listen, listen, hear me sing it through. No, I'm bad. So no. This is
0: this is the easiest one. <laughs> well, the I mean, this one the easiest zero, one. It means no worries. No, I would have oh, got gosh.
1: that. You could have given me multiple choice. I'm not sure I'd have gotten that.
0: Oh my gosh! All right. Do you want... Alright, so the next one, it's from from The Little Mermaid. Have you seen that movie? It's about a mermaid. It's been a a while.
1: Can we talk about, like, the fork and stuff as opposed to the music?
0: Alright, this song... This song... This lyric comes from the song that The Fork is about, okay? Alright. You want thingamabobs? I've got... Blank.
1: Like, lots of them or something like that. Plenty. I've got plenty.
0: No, it's 20.
1: 20. Plenty sounds a lot like 20.
0: I think that's the previous line. I think it's the previous line. All right. Now they get really hard. Cause <laughs> <laughs> so, so this, this next one.
1: Wait, oh, okay. I should have written that one down. I'll put it down so I can go as my All wife right. when I'm done.
0: So, this, yeah, I'll send. I can text you these after we're done. This next one, a little bit harder. Um, one of my personal favorite Disney films, though. It's from Hercules. So, that's Have you seen Hercules?
1: No, I haven't because it sucked.
0: All right, well, this, I think you might, you've probably heard this, like, I'm just looking for for four words after what I say. That's it. It's the opening lyric to the song, which is the most famous song from the movie. Bless my soul, Herc, blank, blank, blank. No idea. Um, Was on a roll. From zero to hero. It's I'm like, in trouble.
1: You know, if I'm going to get two out of five, got to get the next two. And these are the two hardest ones.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. these are. The... <laughs> Ooh. All right. So the next one is from the first Frozen movie. Have you seen that one? I did. Okay. All right. All right. But I don't listen. There's just D- no Have way. you seen Arrested Development? Because this question, this one also is an Arrested Development.
1: Uh, a couple episodes. All Probably right. not enough to help me out. All right.
0: Yeah, not enough. <clears throat> I mean, it's crazy. What? We finish each other's blank sentences. Nope, it's sandwiches. Oh damn! That's so. And the, so that the was a Disney is, trick. That was
1: there. That was.
0: I forget if I forget if it's made in Arrested Development first and then in Frozen or vice versa. But there's a connection. Like it, they threw that in there as a homage to Arrested Development. I think.
1: And you gotta like that when they do the when they do the cartoon movies for the young people and the old people. Big kudos for that. Okay. All Not right. helping me on the quiz, but kudos. Yeah, to them.
0: no. Wow. You are over four, and I guarantee you're gonna be over five. Okay. <laughs> this one is from the movie you just talked about recently, Moana.
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh god.
0: It is the scene with the crab and Maui, who is the rock, and Moana, who is Moana. The song lyric is, and it's sung by the, the crab, your granny lied. I better be blank.
1: Fried. I don't know. Why would the crab want to be fried? That's, that's not good. It's shiny. Better be shiny.
0: Yeah. Don't you remember that whole...
1: I got No, no see, I, I said we we've heard a lot in background noise when we were at the in-laws with the grandkids and their niece and nephew. I, I kind of shut it out. Like, I'm, I'm happy for The Rock, but really bad. At, yeah, text me these because I want to see how the pe- other people in the house do with this.
0: I'd be willing to bet that the daughters get at least four out of five and the wife gets at least three out of five.
1: Send me the things. The daughters will – yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see.
0: The only one that I struggled coming up with and had to Google was the the Moana one because I have only seen Moana once.
1: In in like I don't know that I know lyrics. Whatever. Who knows? Clearly, I don't know lyrics. I don't know that I don't know. I clearly don't know Disney lyrics.
0: I, I thought you were at least going to get two, at least, the, <laughs> at least the first one.
1: Swing and a miss. He's out of there. Over for 5. <clears throat> that's a tough day at the office, Over for 5. Yeah. So that let's play another game next day, the next day, so you can try to get that out. Yeah, your
0: you're going to need to get out of that slump. <laughs> OK, got to right. come up with a quiz next week. Yeah, you got to come up with a quiz, and I'm sure you'll make it nice and hard. Um, so this week, er, we had a good show. Thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe to us like us on Facebook rate us five stars even if we're a four-star podcast um, email the show at at stuff summers says podcast at gmail.com with some feedback my Twitter handle is at stuff Summer says your Twitter handle is
1: at Steve Sampsel, and Disney tips are appreciated in trivia. hey send them my way
0: <laughs> do you even, do you not have Disney plus like
1: no, we only had Disney Plus for a while. We had enough for Hamilton, and then I, it's not worth it to me. Like, I know there's a lot of stuff there, but I can't find anything. Well,
0: clearly, maybe, maybe next year for Christmas, that's what I'll be getting
1: you. <laughs> maybe, maybe Disney Plus will want to feel some pity, and there's another sponsor we can have. These lost souls can listen to us.
0: There we go. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.